everybody. Today, Travis Bittman is here. Hi. Very warm welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, a few years ago, you started Tourida mm -hmm. with your brother. Mm -hmm. And we really want to know how it comes. Okay. I guess we all have a little bit of this crazy moments where we, we think of different things. And uh, it was actually from London. Uh, so my brother and really? I, yeah. So we were expats living in London. Uh, a lot of Australians, they go over there, they get a working holiday visa there and came up with the idea that there was no way to, to book uh, travel like this, so tours and, and multi-day travel uh, through the internet. And uh, we set upon a journey that uh, turned out to be much, much, much longer than we expected. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're still here and uh, we're fighting the good fight and uh, making some really good headway on it. So, so you build up a marketplace. What is it exactly what you did? We began with the marketplace uh, mm -hmm. where we actually connect consumers, so travelers from all over the world, with the best tour operators uh, who run the different tours uh, all over the world uh, via our online marketplace. And mm -hmm. so uh, we've actually now progressed to building out a, a platform and an ecosystem where we have the marketplace, but we also have a distribution network now that we're building mm -hmm. out. Interesting, so, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So and this was the beginning, and it's, it's, it was groups at the beginning? Basically until uh, COVID, it was ah, groups, okay. basically, okay. yeah. Uh -huh. So yeah, pretty much uh, it was people booking on a trip uh, where you say, I want to go for seven days to Costa Rica, uh, and you can actually travel with a, a group of people uh, mm -hmm. that you've never met before. Mm -hmm. uh, clearly with uh, COVID, uh, there's been maybe some people wanting to travel privately or in their own groups. Mm. Uh, so we actually started to shift uh, to offer basically private, tailor-made and group. Mm -hmm. So now we can kind of cater to anything that people want to book. So it could be a honeymoon, it could be a family adventure, uh, or it could be with a group still. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. so you used, so to say, this time yeah, to bring up a new product. Basically, yeah, we've uh, reinvented ourselves. So cool. stuck to the core. Uh, that's still something we haven't forgotten. Mm -hmm. uh, but now we've just built it upon it and extended the functionality and extended the platform, basically. So yeah, definitely uh, we've used the time well uh, mm. during the last 18 cool. months or so. Cool. Yeah. So what was your biggest learning through this ride? Yeah, biggest learning, I think, always is you just need to persevere. Uh, I think perseverance is probably one of the, the biggest ones. As I said, this was a long time ago when we first started this idea. And, and basically, if we wouldn't have persevered, the idea would have uh, died a long time mm. ago. But that combined with a vision, you need to know where you're going and just have just utter belief in that's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, because people will think you're crazy. They won't understand the opportunity. They won't understand what you're doing. Uh, so having that, uh, that eye on the vision is super important. Finally, people. I mean, that's everything. It's always uh, the people. It's the pe it really yeah. is. Like, it's yeah. uh, uh, definitely been what's uh, got us to where we are, got us through the crisis, and will take us out of it as well. Mm. So. You mentioned COVID. So, yep. how was it from uh, number one to 10? Was it a 20 or <laughs> was it what? It's definitely, yeah, I mean, if I could choose 20, probably 20. No, it's pushing the scales of 10 mm. for sure. Like, it, it was uh, mm. <clears throat> something you could never imagine mm. uh, and no one could foresee and mm. but at the same time we've used it well uh, so in yeah. hindsight I look back and I actually heard today it's been 600 days basically since COVID hit at the end of February 2020 uh, wow, 600, 600 days and think about you got up every single one of those 600 days and there was shit to deal with like mm. there was stuff to, to work through mm. and that's what I talk about perseverance if mm. you haven't got that perseverance or resilience 
it's really hard to kind of keep yourself going. Yeah, so yeah. it was definitely one of the toughest things I've ever had to do, but uh, I've okay. learned so much about myself, about my team, about the business that uh, probably wouldn't have done if, uh, if mm. it didn't hit. So you've got to look at it in a positive sense. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember you told me once that you, that you had times when you spent eight hours doing just hiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the main part, you're, the main trade you're looking at if you're doing an interview with a candidate? I think the one thing it definitely isn't is I don't look at uh, degrees or qualifications mm -hmm. at all, more the attitude that they bring. Mm -hmm. uh, and a, a big thing that I actually do look for is do I feel that they're a, a person who gives energy and actually brings energy? Mm -hmm or are they someone who takes energy? Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. you can pick up that through either the positive answers that they give or the solutions that they've come up with in the past, or are they someone who finds the problem in the solution mm -hmm. or the other way around? And, and are they always trying to maybe optimize uh, for downside rather than optimize for mm -hmm. upside? And so I, I like to look at it where, do I feel that they're gonna bring and raise our culture to the next level and our team and our product, everything. And I think if they're always ad uh, additive, mm. I think that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and not someone who's kind of, they're okay, but they've got to be someone who's bringing something new and evolving us as a business or as a culture. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. so, so you spoke about the culture and I know that you've always been um, very into your company culture. How mm -hmm. would you describe it? So I'd probably say it's fun, competitive and informal mm -hmm. and kind of like a family. I won't say it's like it is a family, it's kind of like a family. Mm -hmm. It has a sense of belonging like a family, mm -hmm. but not hopefully not the same baggage that family kind of sometimes brings. Yeah. But uh, no, it's very, we like to have fun. Uh, I think yeah. that's the, the core. And, and people who work at Tour Radar, they enjoy the people they work with alongside. So they don't mm -hmm. come in, they sit down at their desk or they connect on a call with, and, and they just do it because they have to. They actually enjoy uh, interacting and challenging and, and finding solutions. And mm. so uh, now once COVID, we've lost quite a few uh, people through the, mm. uh, the scene and, and to different places and everything. And the common feedback uh, that keeps coming back, uh, which is nice to hear for us, is the culture we have is very unique and very special mm. in that uh, there's still, we have like this alumni group of, of uh, Tour Radar people who are still catching up on a daily basis, still mm. traveling together. They're still cool. doing, you know, going, playing sport together. They're doing things outside the office. So it's quite I special. remember the volleyball yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah, we won. But yeah, as I said, it's competitive, um, mm. but not in a destructive poisonous way yeah, i think yeah, that's the thing yeah, is that there's yeah. there's those environments and i think that is one thing that makes people want to be always better at what we do uh, mm. which is important mm. i think yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely yeah. Yeah. The, the next question i think you answered it is what was the positive uh, experience uh, through the covid journey yeah we just we've reinvented and, yeah. and we've just thought bigger uh, mm. and i think something when you're stuck in the weeds of of just operational execution and you've received money that you fund and you're mm. growing you're growing from month to month or week to week and and i think the the really important thing that i've learned is to be able to stop step away 
and and that's something I kind of didn't have a lot of time to do. Yeah. Like so, like you, as you said, the interviews, 2018 and 2019, I was just hiring. So mm. hiring all day long, basically, mm. and and so you get very little time to take a perspective and stop and look. Mm -hmm. And I found that uh, with COVID, that that perspective came back, and and that vision was able to manifest more and you were able to talk with the leadership team more about it and so so you got yeah. your break or pause or you you had to rethink it again i think everything was on the table like yeah. i think i think that's yeah. the problem is that when you're in that as i said the operational just execution yeah. phase you're just trying to make yourself iteratively better and optimize and get mm. better and and those bigger bets are harder to take yeah. especially when there's something working mm. and i think what happened with covid is that everything for us got put on the table. I mean, the travel industry was completely destroyed. Down. Uh, and so we looked at every part of our business, what worked, what didn't, the industry is everything. And I think when you can do that, and I won't say it was in a calm way, but in a way that you had a bit of time to think about it, it, it does good things for you. Yeah. But would you say it is possible during this, so to say, scaling uh, phase, yeah, to, to have this possibility to take this break or to rethink yeah i think you have to build it in and mm. i think it can be done yeah okay. but you have to be aware of it first of all mm. and mm. actually build it into your yearly calendar somehow mm. and and i think that's the important thing is that you you either have a team off-site that just for the leadership team or maybe the whole exec team or however you do it but it's fixed and it's a decent time where you can put everything on the table when everything's blocked out. You just um, do it, so to say. And no, but yeah. you lock it in. Like, so yeah. it basically yeah. becomes a yearly thing and it's, it's a locked in. Mm -hmm. And I think if you do that, it would be possible. Okay. Uh, and where you come into it and you kind of put it out there and say, okay, what if we had to reinvent everything mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. And obviously you don't want to spend three, four, five days just reinventing and brainstorming because you kind of walk away from that frustrated and exhausted. But have very clear goals, okay, bring in data or bring in learnings and then actually come out with something. And you open, might, open the space for it, so to say. Correct, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think you might come out of it and you might say, hey, we're still on the right track. We're yeah. doing everything that we should mm -hmm. be, which would be the ideal outcome. Mm. But maybe there are chances to step back a bit. Mm. And I think that's important to build it into your mm. yearly calendar, basically. Mm. Yeah. Coming to, to mental health or mental well-being, how do you deal with it in the company? Do you communicate mm -hmm. about this? And did you offer something mm. yeah, for, for this you know, crisis time? Yeah, yeah we, it was very, you have to deal with it. These, yeah. You can't just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we had uh we've got a big portion of the team in toronto mm -hmm. uh, and toronto was in a very extreme lockdown uh, mm -hmm. like they were isolated they're living in high-rise apartments mm -hmm. uh, so it was a lot of people who were very so lonely they weren't allowed to go out so no to say, no yeah, and they like were single in, in Greece, and no? younger people yeah. and yeah. so they had cut off from all of their friends and and family and so it was very tough uh, mm -hmm. from that perspective uh, so we were very conscious of it and we tried to do a lot of events or activities online to try and bring that mm. together. We did our best, not wasn't perfect, but I think you, no one did anything perfect yeah. during this time. We called them connected sessions oh, yeah. okay. uh, where we had a third party uh, facilitator okay. come in and okay. actually facilitate where we could talk about topics mm -hmm. that were maybe things you just don't talk about on a daily basis. Okay. Okay. So it's not like, and, and there were breakout rooms and, and where people could cool. talk in smaller groups cool. and things. Yeah. So it worked well, but it only worked well for a while. People then got sick of it. So we yeah. did like four or five of them. 
And so then we've stopped it and we'll have to think of how do we change that. Mm. But to come to mental health generally, we did offer uh, services. So here in Vienna, we actually had a, um, a line or a, an email they could email mm. uh, and actually set up uh, with a professional to talk if they yeah. needed to. And yeah. one thing we also do, which a lot of companies do do as well, is called buddy chats, so like a donut chat, mm. uh, where you actually chat with your person you don't know on the other side of the world. Mm. And, and you actually started to get people interacting a bit more mm. uh, because they weren't getting that social contact mm. that they needed. A, a multitude of ways, and now we're actually looking at what could we put in. Uh, there's a few services out there now. And we've just surveyed the, the company actually about a month ago uh, where we're now trying to decide what's the strategy to go forward and mm. what were they looking for. And the interesting thing, if I remember the data correctly, was that people liked the idea of it they actually didn't know. I think the question was something like that, would you use it? Mm. And it was unsure was, was, I think, a big part of the answer. So mm. people liked the idea that there was help available, mm. but they were unsure if they'd take the step to actually use mm. it or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how do we get people actually taking that step? Because a lot of time you just need to talk to someone. Uh, mm. and, and I think that's how do we do that? And that's that we're not there yet. And we're still working yeah, on yeah. that. Do you think it's different for startups? The mental health um, topic? I think so. Uh, Me too. Compared to the corporate world, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think for sure. I think the, the pressure is more, mm. uh, I think, because it's not, there's a lot of layers in a corporate business, clearly, uh, whereas with a startup, the layers are much thinner. Uh, mm. And from, from the CEO or the founder, founders to the team, uh, who are executing and doing everything, it's not far. And, mm. and that pressure gets pushed pretty quickly. Whereas in the corporate, I think the, the pressure gets dissipated maybe yeah. as it goes down. Yeah. Uh, and I think when there is such small teams, uh, mm. it's, it really is more um, where the, the founder lives and breathes this, like literally it's, <laughs> it's their life, it's their baby. Mm. And the people who come in, especially in the early days, they kind of feel it and they get into it but still there's a disconnect. And I think it's trying to live up to the expectations of the founder or the mm. leadership team or the investors can be difficult to understand and actually connect to. Mm. Um, so, mm. yeah, so I do think it's different uh, for yeah. sure. What are you doing if you're struggling a little bit? Do you have any kind of advice? What really got me through the, uh, the crisis was, was sport, basically, mm. uh, for me. Yeah, so everyone's different, but... What it gave me was so I <clears throat> was mountain biking, running. And doing it alone, obviously. So most of the time, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so having some space to, to clear your mind. Yeah, and it really, my thing, a lot of the, the, the crisis, or in the early days anyway, was about decisions that needed to be made. Like mm -hmm. we had to let go of a lot of people. Mm. Uh, and so those decisions or strategy decisions or, or things with the board or with the shareholders or investments. And so you need time to think about those or, or actually process it to make the right decision. And I found, so I live luckily uh, near the Wiener Wald, so the forest, and that combination of nature, uh, sport, activity, kind of that aerobic exercise, it was such a good way of just clearing the head and coming back to making better decisions uh, and actually keeping myself sane. Because there was times where I just was, I couldn't think. Uh, I just, mm. you know, we'd been on calls back to back to back to back and then you just need to just break that. Mm. And I think if you don't have a release and, and it doesn't need to be sport, it can be yoga, it could be uh, reading, it could be whatever is your type of thing. Yeah. But yeah. 
you need something. And, and I've, I just feel it's so important that especially founders and just anyone these days, you need to of have we, that. Yeah, we and have to take care of yeah, ourselves. You need yeah, to, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. really, and that was the way I dealt with it, but uh, yeah, it's something I'm continuing now as well. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's helping uh, going forward too. So. Yeah. And I'm sure you heard about the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Did you uh, hear about it, or did you? I've I've heard about it about, uh, a bit, yeah. not too much to be okay, honest. Okay. Yeah. When I looked it up, I heard it only recently, actually. Yeah. Um, came up uh, within the the organization, and yeah, I mean, I think everyone has a, a bit of it. To be honest, uh, exactly. I don't think everyone <laughs> yeah, can say yeah, that yeah, they're. Yeah completely uh, feel that they should be where they are. And, and mm. I think a lot of times, I think as founders, you, you have sometimes success that you kind of stop sometimes and go, oh, wow, like, should, do I deserve to be here? Like, so, like, as in <laughs> with yeah. what? And I think, uh, especially when the company's growing so fast and you're having to constantly up, like level up, uh, mm. whether it's with your team or with strategy or or with outside, um, and always company. having a new challenge. So to yeah. Say, yeah, and so yeah. I think you're constantly kind of leveling up, and 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 of course you're not. You you can't feel all the time on top of it. And yeah. I I'm I'm totally realizing that I'm the best, and I know everything about this particular position or situation. So I think there is for sure like uh, something. So it's uh, not about perfection. It's always doing or try to do the best every day. Yeah, that's what we are able to do. Yeah, yeah. and taking care. Yeah, that's I think so, and I. I think it is also for managers and founders as well and and I'm, I can also say the same is that you're so busy just getting stuff done and six mm. and just like trying to keep things moving you do probably do or don't don't actually give the recognition you probably should uh, mm. to, to the to the team because yeah, yeah. in your mind and we all need this so yes to say. Yeah. yeah and yeah. in your mind that was just a box that needed to be ticked we needed to achieve that or we needed mm. to get that mm. and you've just already moved on to the next thing mm. uh, and i think it's really founders need to consciously stop and go someone spent two weeks on that or a month yeah, or whatever yeah. and that's that was what I meant. Some, yeah. the small goals the small successes yeah. i think we yeah. should to really focus on those because mm -hmm. otherwise it's like yeah. no it's it's true and i think that's educating managers of how mm. to do one-on-ones or how can they do shout outs for exactly. their team members yeah. like yeah. in slack channels or in all hands meetings or yeah. things like yeah. that and i think yeah. those little shout outs mean a lot to people yeah, yeah. i remember the, the story when um, we presented our founder uh, check mm -hmm. we had a study and we came up with the result that emotionality is one of the success factors mm -hmm. and you said and uh, i remember this really well you said oh, somebody should have told me this before. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I wanted to ask if you want to share something that you would have loved to know before, so to say. Jeez, uh, lots and lots of things, uh, I'd say. But, uh, Pick one or two. Well, I, I do actually think the one thing is, it's unless you're in the 0.1% of founders, it's going to take you longer to, to achieve the success that, that you're actually hoping for. Uh, is it's always taking longer. It, it is. Every single step. No, yeah, and, yeah, and I think yeah. if we look back at all, every single founder's first pitch decks and, and, and what, okay, we're going to rule the world or that hockey stick is going to be in three years' time, 
it's going to take longer than you and expect. Every financing round will take, take longer. longer. Everything <laughs> every takes probably, if you had to put a factor on it, probably two to three times longer at mm. least in everything, yeah. <laughs> in a way. Some people are different, but uh, generally everything yeah. takes much, much longer. Yeah. You'd like it to be done in a week and it's going to take a month. Uh, or, mm. Yeah. Mm. So the last part of the interview would be now to complete some sentences. Great. Uh, which tool makes your life easier? Right now, it's a calendar scheduling tool. Yeah, <laughs> so, No, it's like Calendly. It's another one called Motion that I'm using, yeah. but very similar. And, yeah. and that's been a game changer for me. Like, I, yeah, I so, yeah, not... like just send it off and let people decide on when they're going to meet rather than like five emails back and forth mm, of trying to find mm, things. Mm. Definitely. And then my calendar kind of then gets filled and I can block out and everything. I can make mm. time. It's great. The second sentence would be a world led by women. I would say a world led by women would be more human and empathetic. And the superpower you wish you had is? Teleportation. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, <laughs> I, I've got to get to Australia like that. Like, so mm. to get home to, and also for travel. I mean, how good would that be? Like, so mm. to be able to just turn up and not have jet lag and go through all those I would airports and too. everything. So yeah, yeah I no, would love this too. Teleportation, if I could do it, would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So what would you say is the biggest difference between Austria and Australia? Schnitzel versus barbecues maybe or no, be no actually the thing is beach. Uh, so it's the beach. That's the beach. Like what I wanted to yeah, say. No, yeah. so Austria has spectacular mountains and lakes mm. and everything but, but no you ocean. can't substitute the ocean. So yes. yeah, it's it's something the salt water and the waves and mm. yeah, the reef it's yeah. Uh, yeah, do, do miss that a, a lot. A little bit of snorkeling or Yeah, yeah. So maybe you want to add something at the end? I think the only thing is we've all been locked up. I think it's been pretty tough for everyone. Uh, we've all missed traveling. Uh, we've all missed getting and connecting with people mm. and, and seeing new places. So I'd say is just get out, get out of your comfort zones, take that, uh, take that trip or take that adventure. Tour radars there if you want to check it out. Lots and lots of stuff. But uh, no, really, I think it's important for us to all uh, get out again and, mm. and travel, see the world and eat great food and meet new people and, and have fun. So, yeah. 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 so thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs>